What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hey. And Carrie. What's up? We're here to talk about uh, non-fungible tokens again. I hate it. <laughs> um, fuck it. Let's get into it. Because okay, cool. we haven't really been playing much in the way of games. So let's, let's talk about the thing that we're probably going to have to be talking about a lot uh, over the next several weeks months years um our bleak uh future potentially in video gaming because all of these major publishers now seem to want to jump onto the uh the nft bandwagon and it's just a who's who of the worst names you could possibly think of <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> with 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 ea and 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 ubisoft, ubisoft and yeah they're just like oh man this nft Stuff definitely seems like the future, and we definitely want to be a part of it. And I don't trust those fuckers at all to to handle this responsibly, uh, based on previous uh, yeah. ventures, based on their <laughs> entire company history. Good, yeah. Uh, good luck to all you FIFA fans out there, because I don't know what the fuck NFTs are, but they're coming for FIFA. Oh, it's just imagine like here's this special edition Messi card, and there's only one of them. But you can, but you can sell it. You can, if you obtain it, you can sell it to other people. <laughs> Jesus. Or, or Micah, here's here's the other great, uh, the other great phrase, the other great game jargon phrase that's being uh, thrown around: re NFTs and video games. Uh, how would you like to check out play to earn games? How does that sound? <laughs> come on, yo, come on. That sounds like work. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it is. There, there's some, there's some NFT game right now that's like popular in the Philippines. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's it's not very good. But it literally is essentially created like a pyramid scheme, uh, essentially where <laughs> where where people have you know gotten these things and and they've they've you know gotten these characters that they then sell to other people but when you sell an nft apparently like if you're the originator you can essentially bake in that if it ever gets sold down the road you get like a percentage of the of the sale down the road kind of thing so you have these people that have farmed all these tokens and characters and sold them to other people who are working way harder than them uh to farm this stuff and they're making some money but then the person at the top of the pyramid is making like a shitload of money because they're getting a small bit from every single other person. That's it, it. Just it's it sounds insane. And again, I don't trust EA. I don't trust Ubisoft. I don't trust eventually Activision. I don't trust Square. any of these companies. Yeah, Squares has already like been like, oh, this look this seems great. Um, I don't trust any of these companies to uh to approach this new sector responsibly to say nothing of the negative environmental impacts that NFTs bring along with them uh, that we touched upon last week as well. Basically, if you're a video game company and you're going to talk talk about NFTs, first of all, I need you to explain to me how NFTs make your video games better because right now it sure seems like that it's just a money-making scheme. And then I also need you to explain to me your plan with NFTs to still be uh, carbon negative as a company because if you're not having that in the in the plans as well, yeah. Uh, then you definitely shouldn't be venturing into this space. No. Um, yeah, this is very much um, feels like to me that uh, a lot of companies are trying to get into the <laughs> NFT game before the IRS 
and various other <laughs> uh, securities regulators uh, start taxing the shit out of them in a couple of years. Uh, I believe that's going to go into effect in early 2023. Um, I don't know all the details because uh, I try not to pay too terribly close attention to NFTs, lest I just give up entirely and opt to stick my head in the microwave. Um, yeah, NFTs are gross, and um, I wish companies would fucking stop with this. But it is it is just one giant money making. More accurately, um, it's a it's a scam. It's just <laughs> a scam, and. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't understand how NFTs are a scam. Um, for, first of all, to, to re-explain what an NFT is, um, it non-fungible token. So it's a token that is logged on a blockchain that certifies you as the owner of a particular image. What in what appears to be in most cases ugly fucking monkeys like <laughs> ugly monkeys ugly uh lions ugly dinosaurs stuff that algorithms have created so there was a really good thread that i saw today on twitter and um credit to a uh, foon for this where um they outlined exactly how people scam with them at nfts um so step one is you draw, or more accurately, you have an algorithm create um, 100 images, and then you pay to have these minted into NFTs. They are, of course, not very valuable. Let, let me explain to you. If you own own an NFT, it's not worth as much as you think it is. Um, <laughs> they're not very valuable. You'd be unlikely to make money just selling them off the bat. Step two, you take out a loan. You go to Bob and you say, hey, Bob, can you buy this NFT for me? You don't actually need to pay for it. I'm going to give you $5,100 and you're going to turn it into cryptocurrency and buy it. It's worth $5,000. So I'm going to let you keep the extra 100. And Bob is like, cool, a fucking free hundred dollars in my pocket. Sure. No problem. So Bob buys your NFT. You get $5,000 back minus a little bit of overhead. And then you turn that back into cash. And of course that's outside of the crypto system. Then you go to Alice you make her the same offer, but on a different NFT in your batch, and you up it to $6,000. She buys it, you get the money, and all that was lost was overhead, etc. Now you go to Carol, have her buy Bob's NFTs, the one you sold him earlier. And you give Carol $10,100 to buy it. Bob keeps the $100, uh, or Ke Carol keeps the $100. So now you've proven your, your NFT is worth $10,000 because all of this is recorded in the blockchain. It's all receipts, basically. Um, so after doing this for a while, you approach Mark and you say, hey, Mark, I'm making these NFTs and I've only got one left. And if you look at how much these have sold for, uh, $5,000, $6,000, $10,000, prices are going up. You can resell them anytime to get your money back. But for you... I will give you a discount. You can have this ugly MS Paint picture for just $4,000. What a fucking bargain, right? But Mark isn't sure. This doesn't look like something that's valuable. Mark is correct. It's not valuable. But you can point <laughs> to the transaction history, perfectly preserved in the blockchain. Your ugly images have sold for $5,000, $10,000, and resold for even more. You've got a, quote, 
market cap of $5 million. Because what the blockchain doesn't know, cannot know, is that you use the same money over and over and over again to purchase cryptocurrency, transfer it around, and then cash it back out. So maybe you only ever had $25,000 to mess around with in this scheme. Maybe you've actually lost a little bit of money here. But as far as the crypto ecosystem thinks, you've sold things for millions of dollars in total. Uh, he points out, it's like the time the Soviets threw three, flew three new bombers past an air show and the Americans were like, oh, they have three bombers. And then three more planes flew past and three and three and three more. And the Americans panicked because they were like, holy shit, the Soviets have a ton of bombers. No, they only ever had three. They were just flying out of sight, making a big circle and flying past again. So Mark agrees to buy your NFTs. And the blockchain says it's worth a ton of money and they can always sell it. So you make $4,000 off of Mark. You sell them all, you make $400,000, and now you have the capital to do this again. So when those marks go sell those NFTs, all these idiots who bought from you thinking that uh, your JPEGs are worth something, um, they will find out that those buyers do not exist, that these people who are who are willing to spend money on these NFTs on resale are just you and the people who helped you and they can't sell them. You sold them something completely worthless. Um, this is an old type of scan. It's usually called a gold brick scam where the mark is sold something that they think is valuable, but turns out not to be. Um, you generally have someone pretending to be an expert who helps convince the mark that it's valuable. But in this case, the blockchain itself because it's a permanent recording of all transactions, it serves as the independent expert. So you can, quote, prove that your ugly image is worth $5,000 because, look, it's sold for that much, right? It's obviously worth that much because someone was willing to pay for that much. Um, fortunately, the IRS is hopefully going to put a stop to all this bullshit because they are going to require more reporting on these transactions. They're going to de-anonymize the big cash transactions. And they're going to consider all of these things investments and tax the shit out of them. So I was about to say because because if, if which, with what you just described, if you did that with stocks, uh, you'd go to prison. Like yes, that, like, like that would be, that yes. would be and, and that's the thing is, um, you know, you you might you might think, ah, but couldn't you do this scam with other things like without the blockchain and without all the crypto? And like, yes, you can. But we have literally a hundred and fifty years of laws and regulations and investigators and regulators to stop you from doing it in the first place and punish you if you try to. And we're just now catching up to putting these things in place with NFTs and crypto. So. Yeah, are, are people getting smarter in creating these scams or, or are we the populace at large just getting dumber? Old scams never die. They only ever get a new coat of paint. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, too, like with crypto is like crypto, honestly, like right now, as things stand, is useful for crimes and things that are like crime. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. much it. Like, the, <laughs> like, like, there's really not much else beyond those utilities where crypto is like super helpful right now. It feels like it, it feels like all these like phone games and um video games that have that use real money to buy fake currency mm -hmm. it 
it feels like, and then you do, you deal with like whatever transactions you need to do in the game. But instead of like buying $5 worth of power cores, you can turn around and sell those power cores to some other user in the game. And somehow like, it just, it just seems like a scam, man. Like, I don't understand. I mean, like you said, I, old scams never die. I just, yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the thing, like the, the example that's been bandied about a lot in the wake of this story is when Diablo three first came out on PC, they had like the real money auction house where you could like farm items in game and sell them for actual money. And the community fucking hated it. Like there were literally people who would sit in South Korea uh, and just play Diablo three for 16 hours a day and farm stuff. And like, just, just try to make a few bucks. Like in the community's like, this is fucking terrible. And Diablo and Blizzard was like, yeah, this fucking sucks. We should probably just get rid of it. And that's exactly what they did because it was awful. Um, and, and again, like it, it's, it's just another way to make a quick buck. I'm sure like investors for, EA and Ubisoft and places like that are like salivating at this new way to, you know, bring money into the game. Cause imagine if you're, you know, EA and you create, you know, this thing and, and players can earn this NFT in the game and they can just sell it. And then that person can sell it. And then that person can sell it. Who's probably getting a percentage of every single sale that you're making, especially because you're doing it through their, through their infrastructure. Essentially. Yeah, of course it's, it's EA. It. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like that's the only reason why these companies are getting into it. It's not for like, oh, the preservation of art or wanting to give money to artists, which is what so many NFT bros will say that they're doing is, oh, I'm supporting artists like I support artists by directly commissioning art from artists and buying stuff from them directly and like actually putting real money in their pocket instead of like monopoly money. Yeah, it's, it's like it's all it, bullshit. And we're going to be hearing a lot about it over the next year, especially as um, I'm sure many world regulators will be. Um, well, and, that, and that's the thing, like these guys are barely keeping governments at bay when it comes to like loot boxes and gambling mechanics. Like, do you want government regulation in your industry? Because this is how you get government regulation. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Like, believe, believe me, if if and and. In America, at least, like, I don't have as much faith in our legislators to jump on this stuff quickly because, like, the vast majority of federal legislators are above the age of 60 in this country and probably couldn't even begin to tell you what an NFT is, considering they still haven't figured out what a Facebook is. Essentially, like, if you watch those hearings um, when they had Zuckerberg come before them, it's it's insane. Um, so I'm, I'm not expecting them to move quickly, but it seems like other government bodies around the world, especially in Europe, are much more... Uh, adept and much more quick to respond to these sort of things. So uh, like I said, it's going to definitely happen. Um, it's just a matter of when it's going to be fucking gross. Um, I know that EA, I'm sure like, is just like, like you said, with, you know, looking at FIFA and just seeing dollar signs, basically um, Ubisoft is going to do some dumb shit with Assassin's Creed. I'm sure to try to dump this shit in there. Fucking square. Like, like, do you think square would be stupid enough to, to 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 choke their golden goose right now with I don't know I feel way, like shape or form? no I I feel like 
I, I also feel like Square being a Japanese headquartered company wouldn't mm. wouldn't be quite as willing to fuck around with that. Um, but maybe I'll be completely incorrect. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think Square Square Enix would be the the company to fuck it up Square like Enix, that. Square Enix is the next company to embrace NFTs. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, but so I was gonna say they've already they've already they've already said that they're just like oh like this is gonna be cool I'm like is it yeah is it really no. <laughs> I mean because you think about it like they 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 have like like imagine selling like uh, an NFT of an old school like soup can hand a cloud right like something like that will sell i guess and if you only have to make i don't know i don't know i just i don't trust the company i don't trust companies like i get it like you want to make money but like ah this is some shady ass shit man Uh, that like (laughs) if if they introduce (laughs) nfts to final fantasy 14 i would drop it like a (laughs) period like that would be it for me playing final fantasy 14 is if they put fucking cryptocurrency bullshit in the game, I would stop playing immediately and end my sub. And you can I mean, just, quote me on that if that happens. Just, to, just to met like we already have enough problems that we see in the industry with games with like you know free to play and you know benefits you the more you play and have like in game items that are just used in the game that are just like cosmetics that people will gr- spend hours and hours and hours to grind for. Like imagine like dangling the the prospect of hey you could earn real money from 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 doing this like how 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 fucked are people going to be when i do believe i am entitled to financial compensation for tanking a lot of early game dungeons <laughs> for little babies in FF14 because start I get doing sorted. a rent tank business. But that's not right, an NFT. Get, that's just selling right, That's service. not an NFT. Like, I believe right, I am entitled <laughs> to $5 every time the fucking leveling roulette dumps me back into Copper Bell Mines. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean that I think NFT should be put into the game. <laughs> yeah. Is this, and, like, is and, this anything like um, is this anything like DraftKings or or um no that's well here's Draft the thing DraftKings is, Draft is sports gambling. betting yeah it's and it's gambling. it's just straight know, gambling it's it's straight gambling. gambling it's straight gambling and they're you know much as I think that is also stupid um they're at least upfront about the fact that it's just straight gambling. and 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 it's at least regulated it's at least very regulated. heavily regulated. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I can't, like I can't wait for video games to come with like an anti, like NFT, like like don't work too hard disclaimer at the beginning of the fucking games whenever you boot it up, that kind of thing. It just, it's it's so gross and just just the speed and expediency to which like the worst people in the industry jumped on it. And the only reason that we're seeing all these is because like last week was earnings call week. So like, you know, they're all talking to their investors. So they're just like, Oh, what are we doing for the future? Well, NFTs seem cool right now. So we're definitely looking at how we can get some of that sweet, sweet NFT money coming in our way. So like it's, it's, it's gross. It's nasty. Um, And I'm not looking forward to it. Like it's, it's just going to be bad all around. Um, because Yo, I'm so is, glad. I'm so yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so glad I don't work at GameStop anymore <laughs> because having yeah. to try and explain this to people, nah, man, I'd blow my brains out. Yeah, I'd say for for a great many reasons. Uh, <laughs> not being 
not being uh, not being one of them. Um, we're just going to cover like all the news up front because it's all kind of financially related, and then we'll circle back around on on new games. <laughs> then we'll go back and, to the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another big thing that got announced last week is that so Hangar Thirteen apparently, which is who are the Mafia folks uh, who made Mafia Three, um, have been working on a project for the last four years. They've already spent fifty three million dollars, uh, and Take Two just decided to scrap it essentially. Um, it was supposed to be a live service uh, superhero game, essentially like a three person game, kind of like Destiny ish. Okay, maybe um, it's better that that didn't happen. I mean, it could have been cool. You never know. Um, I think the bigger deal is that they had nothing to show after four years that take two just felt comfortable, you know, taking $53 million as a sunk cost or like, you know, one hour of it, of revenue they generate from Grand Theft Auto Online, probably. Um, and just to kind of like throwing that out the window. Um, and then the more concerning issue, of course, also being that 200 people uh, work at Hangar 13 and what's going to happen with them. Uh, 2K is saying that they will all just be reassigned to other projects and and their jobs are not in danger. But we've also heard that song and dance before. So, yeah, you know, who the fuck knows what's going to happen there? Yeah, it sucks, man. I hope uh, I hope people get to keep their jobs. But like you said, uh, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. I'm very curious as to what this project is. It's something about uh, they is. Yeah, they said that the working title is called Volt. And it may have had something to do with like Voltron and and uh, enemies like fusing together and all that. I'm just I'm really curious as to what this was, why it took four years, why they had nothing to show for it and uh, why it cost fifty three million dollars. Yeah. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, we'll see if anything comes to this um, again. That, that that studio has also had a bit of a cursed uh, development as well as 2K Marin. I think they did like. Uh, Bioshock 2 or had working on that as well so hmm. um, another uh, I don't know if this should be concerning news or not I'm always concerned because I feel like once you add stockholders into the mix inevitably the quality goes down um, Devolver Digital now a publicly traded company um, on the London Stock Exchange uh, valued at almost a billion dollars um, so apparently the employees are still the majority shareholders uh, NetEase and Sony bought like significant stakes in the company, though, which I also find very interesting. Um, it's just like like Devolver's made such a name for themselves as like the renegade studio, like 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 the guys like bucking the trends uh, in the industry. But now that they have shareholders to speak to, even though things might not change right away, it's going to be interesting to see if this does change the culture of the company the kind of stuff they're doing, you know, things of that nature now that they have accountability uh, beyond their four walls. Yeah. I mean, you know, this doesn't necessarily have to be a, uh, a negative thing, right? Like doesn't have to be, but again, I, they, <laughs> name, name, name me a publicly traded video game company that, you know, has been, that has kept kind of the same mission statement going forward as a company. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I hear you. Um, get your money while you can, I guess. Sure. Absolutely. So, and, and again, this isn't like they're on the New York Stock Exchange where I'd be far more concerned. Um, I feel like the yeah. Learn Stock Exchange is a little bit more, uh, <laughs> not, not, as, not as like, you know, mainstream, not as mainstream. Not line. as 
Well, I was going to say not as full of criminals, but having spent time as a financial reporter last year, it is absolutely still as full of criminals. Sure. So. Sure. So, uh, but it's cool that their employees are still, you know, That's leading good. the helm right now. Yeah. Till they keep issuing, you know, stock and, and he's getting bought up until someone swoops in and just like buys a shitload of stake in the company. But we'll see what happens there. Yep. Um, I, I guess they can control the flow of how much, how many shares they issue. Um at least up front. So again, I don't I don't expect much to change in the short term, but I am curious to see long term what this looks like for them. Um, but more to come on that, I suppose, down the road. Um, let's uh let's tell you about TNP Studio stuff and then we'll talk about fun things now that we're past this uh depressing financial. Ugh. Speaking of depressing, go to no, I'm just wow. Kidding. Um go to <laughs> go to deadspixels.com slash fans and um uh hop into our Discord. Uh, I can't look. I I am uh, I'm the type of person. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong about something, uh, and I was wrong about uh, this format regarding Discord. Not that Discord is bad, but like the you know the the kind of the format in which we use Discord. I was very 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 skeptical, um, but no, it's a good time there. It's um, and and it's it's super easy to use. And um, we have a lot of different like topics and stuff like that, that we can, that we can segment so that things aren't just like crazy. You know what I mean? Um, you can go there, post uh, questions in our post office at any time, and we will uh, answer them uh, at the end of the show as per usual. Um, if you're, if you have a stream or something like that, that you want to promote, just throw it in the stream channel. Um, if you are looking for people to play games with, hey, just go to the LFG channel. Um, it's it's super fun. Uh, go to densepixels.com slash discord. Um, and since you're just like surfing the web, as the young people say, um, go to <laughs> that was stupid. Go to youtube.com <laughs> slash dense pixels. When you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels, uh, you can see our ugly mugs. Um, and uh, you know, one day soon, uh, Jay is gonna Jay is gonna share the technology that he has uh, uh, purchased so that we can use it on this show. Uh, so it doesn't look like we're having a conference call with you. Um, (laughs) um, but for now, uh, don't be late to our conference call at, uh, youtube.com slash dense pixels. Uh, subscribe to all the TMP studios podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, they are the nerdpocalypse black on black seminars, seminar, goodness gracious, um, coming distractions and the weekly preview episode of look forward, uh, for $50 a month. I'm I'm out of it, guys. For five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year, and I'm reading it like that's that's the bad thing. I'm out of it, but I'm reading it. I read it every week, and I'm still out of it. Um, for five dollars a month or fifty dollars for the year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, upstage conversations, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast now in color. <laughs> It's video format as well. <laughs> so very good. Uh, Carrie, tell us about the new update for one Animal Crossing New Horizons. In a minute, because I'm just now seeing on Twitter um, in some actual 
potentially positive gaming related news, it appears that a leak is indicating that like every Monster Hunter title ever made is going to be released on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> like Monster Hunter Second, Monster Hunter Frontier, Monster Hunter Stories, the first one. Um, yeah, so there could be an absolute egregious amount of Monster Hunter content coming. So what you're telling me is that Monster Hunter uh, doing well right now. Yeah, I mean, between World <laughs> and Rise, uh, Monster Hunter has turned into Capcom's uh, money bank. So, uh, yeah, but um, I've been playing the new Animal Crossing update. I didn't download it like as soon as it became available last week. Um because I wanted to finish the post Shadowbringers content in Final Fantasy. Um, but I picked it up uh, really just yesterday. And uh, yeah, it's fun. The DLC is good. The free content is great. The um, Happy Home Paradise is really fun. Look, I love a game that allows me to do interior decorating. And there's so much cute stuff in the uh, Animal Crossing DLC that I have been neglecting other things to play it these past couple of days. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, if you like animal crossing, definitely pick up the DLC. It's absolutely worth the 20 bucks or 25, however much it is. And, uh, if you don't already play animal crossing, um, now's a good time to start. And if you know, you don't like animal crossing, then, uh, move on with your life. I suppose. Um, I also got, I got a couple of these, couple of the amiibo card packs i got really lucky on on some pulls i got i got like the, the mr business cat raymond who was like being sold on the black market for real money bucks last year when the game came out uh sasha's new so i'm glad i'm glad i got her so yeah the amiibo cards cute as ever um animal Can crossing you, uh can good you scan can you scan them and then sell them and resell them and resell them and resell them and then I'm, sell them for i'm sure $4, i could <laughs> i mean since those cards are themselves uh non-fungible tokens you right can sell this, the card themselves right yeah you know? that's it it's no, a physical I, good i think i think once i'm done using like once i have the characters in the game i will be a good person and not an asshole and mail the cards to friends of mine who want these characters so yep very cool uh this is probably the last like big release week of the year um and even it's it's not even really that big honestly so uh airborne kingdom uh comes playstation xbox switch disney classic game collection comes to pc xbox and switch football manager 2022 comes to pc and xbox uh forza horizon 5 comes to pc and xbox uh i played that yeah but say one of the first games that uh is giving me a little bit of fomo um not having an Xbox right now because it looks really fun and the reviews are very good. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing people call it like game of the year contender, which is wild to see oh, on yeah. a racing oh, game. Oh, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Come on, man. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's fun. But uh and look, I'm not like I'm not like a racing guy, but um it's fun. It's like it's it's open world. It's uh it's it's you know it's highly customizable it's gorgeous um it takes place in mexico but there are no mexicans in it like nowhere um, <laughs> everybody's british like <laughs> okay okay like, even the radio stations are british like uh, <laughs> all right um but uh 
yeah, I, I, I am enjoying it. I've only played it for like maybe an hour and a half. Um, mm-hmm. but it's super fun. It's nothing that I would, um, it's nothing that me myself personally would run out and get, but, um, it's polished. If, if you, if you like, if you like this game, um, you probably already have it. Um, I, I'd be curious to see what your opinion of it. I think you would dig it. Um, yeah. but it's not like, it's not like a, it's not like the sim racer. It's got some like tweaking and stuff. You can, it's for like forts is always like Forza Motorsport is kind of like almost sim. Um, Forza Horizon leans more towards the arcade side, but it still has like the yeah. sim trappings of being able to tune your car and yeah. things of that nature. Um, yeah. Like I said, it looks cool. I I would not mind having an Xbox to play it right now, but such is life. Uh, they're not available anywhere. So it is what it is. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, My Singing Monsters Playground comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Saijin the Cyborg Ninja wow. uh, comes comes to PC. <laughs> uh, the Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster comes to PC. I I want to stress how much I want people to play Final Fantasy V because it very much has one of the best job systems in the franchise. Um, I'd love to, if only it would release on a platform that you, it would be sensible to. You're release. on you a, a computer a right now. I'm on a Mac. First of all, <laughs> is this a Steam not on Mac? It it is, but not every game that's on Steam is compatible for Mac. Okay, um, <laughs> I would suggest trying it anyway. Um, also, I heard some of the some of the tracks have like cool rearrangements for this pixel remaster, and Battle on the Big Bridge is just like, mm, mm, it's real good. Um, yeah, everyone should try playing Final Fantasy V. It's very much a um, black sheep of the franchise at large, but. Um, it's good and worth playing, unlike Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, which is not worth playing by anybody. Um, <laughs> Beyond Blue comes to Switch. Epic Chef comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Kainga Seeds of Civilization comes to PC. Uh, Killer in the Cabin comes to PC. Mega Aquarium Architect Collection DLC comes to PC. Uh, the Skyrim Special Edition comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Congratulations. We've done it again. You better believe what? I'm going to fucking play it too. The, Apparently, the anniversary if, you own, if you own the HD remaster, you get a free upgrade. To this yeah, game, you, you so. get it for free if you already own the HD version. And I don't know who wouldn't already have the HD version at this point. Yep. No, I'm going to play it. You better believe it. I might even stream it. Start a new character. Check out all the new content. Will I play this for five hours again and then dip off like I always do when I play Skyrim? <laughs> we'll see. It remains to be seen. Uh, KOTOR comes out to the Nintendo Switch this week. Uh, Guy Noog comes to PC, or sorry, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Punk Wars comes to PC, and Shin Megami Tensei 5 uh. comes out on the Nintendo Switch. More on that to come in the Dense Pixels post office, uh, which we will get to once we help Jeff Bezos get richer. Yeah, yeah, man, this guy... Um... This guy's on some hard times. What was that? That, that, you know that was a dusty road. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is just throwing uh, in the dusty roads impressions out there. <laughs> I our character was just like, what the fuck? You just got a list all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> gotta warn somebody before you go putting hard times out on somebody, daddy. I thought he was doing Mike Tyson for a second there. <laughs> go to uh, densepixel.com slash Amazon for all of your... That's nice. I, can't, I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep doing that. For all of your Amazon uh, purchases. Uh, when you do, uh, you help us out. I mean, you help Jeff Bezos out too, but like that's just, you know... You, you got to charge that to the game, um, but you will be helping us out uh, with a with a very 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 small finder's fee. But the bigger the item, the more our finder's fee. So please feel free to buy a seventy five inch OLED uh, LED eight K television um, through densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, let's start with Johnny's question in the post office because he's asking Carrie specifically. Uh, but this was another like mini controversy that popped its head up this week. So, yep. yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 5 um, was reviewed by all the places that do reviews. And uh, one of the things um, that came up in several reviews, but probably most notably the IGN review, uh, were the constant comparisons uh, to one Persona 5. And uh, he wanted to get your thoughts. I have some thoughts on this as well, uh, but I'm curious to hear yours first as our resident uh, SMT sure. mega fan. Yes, I I do love SMT um, and I love Persona. I actually just got a Persona two uh, Persona tattoo this weekend. Um, yeah, I do do do. I feel the Persona five comparisons inevitable. Yes, I do think they were inevitable simply because of how much of a mainstream success that Persona 5 was um, and remains. Um, Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal for many people were uh, turned into either a gateway into the larger Shin Megami Tensei and Persona franchise um, or in some cases into classic JRPGs at large. Um, So, yes, I do think that they were inevitable. I don't think they're fair though, because (laughs) Persona is such a wildly different experience from mainline Shin Megami Tensei games. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I didn't realize Persona and Shin Megami Tensei were connected, Persona started as a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei games, but has really, since the release of Persona 3 and 4, um, far eclipsed the main games in terms of popularity, um, particularly in the mainstream. Um, It doesn't mean that the Persona games are better. Um, They're just different and they're a little more accessible and more popular. Um, I, I think it, I think it is kind of a bad take to sit there and be like, Oh, Shin Megami Tensei, doesn't have any of the soul of the Persona franchise. And it's just like, they're not the same. It's, it's, it's very much like, it's not an apples to apples comparison. It's, it's not at all a a fair thing to compare the vibe of these games, to compare how they play, to, to, They are only the same in so much that they are both turn-based RPGs developed by the same company. Um, So I have a a different take on this. So though, is it fair to compare it directly to Persona 5? Probably not. 
Is it useful though? I think that's actually incredibly useful because of how popular Persona 5 was. And like you said, it, it was a gateway to, you know, other games, not only in the SMT franchise, but for a lot of people for JRPGs in general. I don't think it had quite the same impact that like a Final Fantasy VII did, but certainly in this generation, a lot of people might be more interested in JRPGs, especially because JRPGs as a genre have kind of fallen off a bit as of late. And so I think to have a review where if, if I'm someone who never played a Shin Megami Tensei game before Persona 5, and then I hear that this new SMT game is coming out and it's from the same, you know, the same publisher that makes, you know, Persona 5, and I'm expecting things to be similar, or, I'm, or if I just don't know, I think it's useful to have a standpoint that does compare it to Persona 5. Now, maybe judge the game on its own merits. That's basically, um, you know, that's yeah. that's what I was going to say is like, it, it can be useful for you to be like, hey, if you played Persona and you want to get into the mainline Shin Megami Tensei franchise, here's what's the same from Persona and here's what's going to be radically different. Like, here's mm. here's what you can expect to be the same if you played Persona and enjoyed Persona. That I think is fair and that I think is useful. I don't think it's useful to, again, sit there and be like, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is just Persona without any of the soul. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't I don't understand how that's useful or or fair and it's it's really not judging the game on its own merits. Um so uh I have long been a fan of the uh mainline Shin Megami Tensei games. Um they are not persona. You do not play as a quirky group of high schoolers. You don't go on dates, you don't go to school. Um there might be some jazz in Shin Megami Tensei Five. I don't know. I haven't listened to the soundtrack yet. Um, but it's most most of these games involve you exploring some kind of post-apocalyptic Tokyo, and um, eventually going to attack and dethrone God. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I so I guess the comparison is, is like, hey, did you like this cocaine? Like. Try this crack next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the if, hard stuff. If if you're listening to this podcast and you're someone who has played Persona 5 and you were interested in Shin Megami Tensei 5, um, expect a much more difficult experience. Now you can change the difficulty for to like safety mode, basically, if you really just want to go in and enjoy the story. But it is not, you don't get to enjoy the everyday life of a high school student in mainline Shin Megami Tensei games, you typically get turned into like a demon very early on and have to remake the world in some sort of image. Uh, I am very much looking forward to this game releasing this week. I have the premium edition pre-ordered and me and approximately every single other person who pre-ordered the premium edition from Amazon all got the same email this week saying that it might not arrive on Friday, which is a <laughs> fucking bummer. Um, so hope like it said, gets no, in. no funk soundtrack, no playtime <laughs> from me. Um, so that's just, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, so John says uh, he gets the Keithley had health issues, um, you know, but it looked like Keithley had recovered well and was poised for a push. And then WWE went ahead and, 
released him among several other wrestlers, but Keith Lee, probably uh, the most notable uh, wrestler that they, that they cut uh, with this latest round of releases that they had on the same day that they announced uh, record earnings and profits, by the way, um, which is a nice big fuck you to everybody. Um, and, and then they like out the door were like, well, you, you know, like leaking to, you know, the, the wrestling media that like, oh, he had some attitude issues and this kind of the other thing, which, you know, John mentions Shawn Michaels, John mentions yeah. Randy Orton is having attitude issues, but there's yeah, something Sean. distinctly different about Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton and Keith Lee. Um, Charlotte Flair is having some issues. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, basically there's, there's a few people that have a lot more, uh, they have a lot more tolerance for. Um, so a couple of pictures that he posted like shows like Keith Lee when he won the NXT title for the first time uh, showing up in the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, squaring up against Brock Lesnar, getting getting a dab from from Roman Reigns at the Survivor Series. Like like these are all huge moments um, for Keith Lee, who had immense crowd support, like 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 when he squared off with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, like that was an electric moment like that like that was a notable moment of that Roy Rumble and and they really did fuck up Keith Lee like like they they had something that worked with Keith Lee but of course Vince McMahon not the type of guy that could just see you know a big 300 pound black dude that can move with the agility of a cruiserweight and he's like no 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 this isn't my type of guy so when he gets up to the main roster put on a shirt Keith Lee because nobody wants to see like like your fat belly sticking out and and then like he you know went away for a while with some health issues and then when he comes back he's not Keith Lee he's Keith Bearcat Lee and they keep calling him the Bearcat and and it, it was just fucking awful it was fucking stupid um i and i i don't understand either like like i defend WWE a lot in these situations um i'm sympathetic when they do release wrestlers sometimes even though it's not popular or like sometimes they release guys that you think are surefire talents um, that, you know, something's missing. And we've seen that pan out because we've seen guys go to other wrestling companies that they've cut loose that really haven't set the world on fire. So like, it's like, oh, maybe they're actually on something here. Um, I don't understand how they fucked up a guy like Keith Lee. You, you know, you know. Yeah, I know. And, 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 you know, I, I, I understand the implication like, Orton and HBK were white dudes uh, with attitude problems. Um, no, it's not just that. It's it's because Keith Lee looks the way he looks. And I'm not ta- necessarily talking about his skin color. Everybody knows Miss McMahon has a type, right? He's he's a, He has a muscle fetish. And that's why they made this dude who looks like a big old teddy bear, dude. Like, you can sell... You, you could have made this dude a champ and sold, like, like little... Little plushies or whatever to kids and and action figures to to uh stupid adults like me and, <laughs> and uh you know you could have made bank off of him but it's because he doesn't it's because you know he's got muscle it's just so it's just protected by <laughs> by a layer of 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 uh fat basically well uh, and, or, and or this what I, I mean there, there's a historical analog to keith lee who was successful everywhere he went and was a top top draw and a top star everywhere he went except for wwe and he is the same body type as keith lee and had the same like skill set as keith lee in terms of being incredibly agile and and 
but and really over. And that was Vader. Like like Vader was yeah. that guy in the, in the in the 90s and he was incredibly successful in WCW. He was incredibly successful in Japan. And then he went to WWE and they couldn't do anything with it because Vince McMahon couldn't figure out how yeah. to make him work. Because he doesn't want because he doesn't want his belt across a dude. He, he wants his belt to be on someone who looks like a Greek god. Yeah. not you know not not a big dude like the fact that big e has it big e has it he's a big dude he's not chiseled but he's built like a strong man yeah. you know what i mean like he's he's got he's got he's got big shoulders and big chest and shit like that like he don't have a he don't have a huge gut and even and even big e he you know he where he rocks a singlet yeah. right like yeah you better believe if 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 you and and that's why people who are talented in their own right, but maybe not as talented, right? Maybe not, maybe like the Bobby Lashley's of the world who, who uh, they're not exactly like, he's not like the perfect wrestler, right? Like, but he looks amazing, mm -hmm. <laughs> but he still needs somebody to talk for him sometimes. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have it all, but yeah. what he has, it's, it's put in the right package for him to get a push. So it sucks, man. But I, but you know, I understand at this point, I'm not even like, I mean, like, yeah, it sucks, but like, you, you know what? I, I can't get mad about it anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and the problem is too, like people are like, Oh, well, AEW can snap him up. Even if they do, like, where's he going to go? Cause like they're so yeah, they, top loaded right now. Like it's, yeah. it's not like he's just going to come in on the main event scene and call it a day like he'll start fighting for the fucking tnt title wherever the hell it is when he when he comes in the door like it's and and plus now they're they're running into problems where they have too many names and so yeah. now they're going to have the wcw issue where it's like what do we do like we do we develop you know do we push on the strength of these big names or do we develop these young stars and they're and they're still walking that line right now like they're still walking the young star line um with a few select people um but Again, there's only, they only have two belts right now, or well, three if you count the tag team titles. But they only have like three major men's championships, and there's only so many people to go around to to fight for those. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, Phil Wander asks: uh, Verstappen got the championship in the bag in F1, or does Ham God, Lewis Hamilton, uh, have something for that young man in F1 four races to go? So Max Verstappen uh, currently leads the F1 drivers championship. I want to see by 18 points. Uh, with four races left. Uh, so he's definitely in the driver's seat, no pun intended. Um, but I mean, there's there, anything can happen still. Um, like if Verstappen gets knocked out of a race and gets a DNF and Hamilton wins, like Hamilton's back on top again and everything's like kind of, kind of shaked out. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's, it's hopefully going to come right down to it. Uh, hopefully it would be great if they were literally battling for the title in the last race of the season. Um, but uh, he's definitely he's definitely on the front foot right now after after uh, after Mexico this uh, past weekend. Um, Cam asks Vince McMahon takes over TNP Studios. Who gets future endeavored first? Now we Cam all get let go at, at the this. same time. We all get let go at the same time. Well, no, Cam, Cam's looking at this in the wrong way. It's not that he would fire any of us. All of us would just get new gimmicks. Um, like like <laughs> like Micah would have to be stereotypically blacker. Than he is on the show right now. Um, like, like he couldn't just, you know, he couldn't have his action figures behind him. Like, like he'd have to have, you know, <laughs> like, like he'd have to just like go into the worst stereotypes 
uh, uh, yeah, for black people because yeah. this man doesn't understand black culture outside of <laughs> crime uh, time. Yeah, nah, shit, yo, shit like nah, that. Nah, two black dudes ain't ain't calling themselves crime time. Yo, they're not. <laughs> and and misspelling it wrong? Like no, no, no. Get out of here. So I mean, no, I, I love those two dudes, but no. Yeah, we like um, said, we we would just get gimmick changes, all of us. So. I I would we would get gimmick changes. They wouldn't work, and then he would fire us all because we don't look. <laughs> we don't look. But Carrie's not blonde and tan. I'm not muscular. You're not. You're big, but you're not like chiseled. Uh, Jay is is he's working out, uh, and he loves to wear those stupid medium too tight shirts. Wear a shirt <laughs> that fits you, bro. Wear a shirt that fits you. But he don't have the height, right? He don't have the height for for to be to to be kept. And uh, who am I forgetting? Anybody? Um, Terrence. 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 Uh, no, yo, they, he, no, Terrence is too black. Like <laughs> they, it, when, <laughs> when he would be like, oh, you got the, oh yeah, you got the stereotype, right? Like, yeah, you're a black guy. Right. And then Terrence would be like, fuck you. I quit. And that well, would be uh, it. Yeah. Right. And then Andy, that would be it. And, and uh, he would get relegated to being a manager. Tiara, yeah. Tiara would just stop getting, put on podcasts because apparently like, like this man would think she's not like marketable enough or say like, but yeah, right. He would yeah. like, let me touch your hair. And then she'd be like, <laughs> no, and he'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like, you're fine. So that would yeah, be it. We, yeah. That's the answer. We would all he, get, he, he'd, he'd hire, he'd hire like hip hop gamer to be the fourth chair on this show. And, <laughs> oh, like hire, like hire someone else for black on black cinema. That is a name. Be, I'm not, that is a name I've not heard in a very long time. I'm very, I'm very upset that you that you brought it back up. Ooh. It's been a minute. Oh my goodness, be fantastic! And then we'd have to like chill for the for the WWE 2K games every single week, like and, and yeah, yeah, that we wouldn't that we wouldn't be in because we would be cut. Yep. Can't wait then, to see that roster now. And then finally, Ejax says to Carrie, have you seen the Diamond and Pearl remake leaks? And if so, has it changed your mind on buying them? So for those not aware, uh, there was a leak of Diamond and Pearl because somehow retail copies got out into the wild first. And there's a bit of, I don't want to say controversy. Some people are upset because like the upgrades made in Platinum are not present in the game. But I don't know why you would have expected it because it's not Pokemon Platinum. It's Diamond and Pearl. No, but I still I still would have wanted Gen 4 remakes to have some of the platinum upgrades to them um yes i've seen them um no it hasn't changed my mind on buying them um they're um they're remakes of a generation of pokemon that has never been my favorite um i will be getting them probably when they come out i'm not in any great rush for info on them i haven't looked super into the leaks um Pokemon simp as I am Gen 4 never never clicked with me <laughs> the way that it did other people. So um yeah, like I'm still gonna pick them up. It'll probably still be, you know, a week one purchase for me. Of course, this being said, like I have the Animal Crossing update to play. I have Shimigami Tensei 5 coming out this weekend. Um, it's not going to be a priority for me the same way that. Pokemon Legends Arceus will be a priority for me when that releases in January. So, I, um, yep. I can't wait to play the newest Pokemon game, Pokemon Simp. <laughs> <laughs> you 
play as me and you have to learn how to organize all my fucking Pikachus. <laughs> That's it. That's how you play Pokemon Simp. You get a bunch of tattoos and you have like 80 fucking Pikachus in your house. There's there's no win condition. You just play forever. I I know what image I'm going to use for the title this week uh, for, the, for the show this week. Um, and it's going to be awesome. Uh so that's it for uh, for this. Uh, thank you guys for submitting your questions to the post office. Don't forget that you too can submit questions to the Dense Pixels post office by joining us on Discord at densepixels.com slash fans. And while you're on the internet, go to YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Be notified whenever we post new episodes up on there. Subscribe to all of the TNP Studio shows wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, and make sure you follow us on Twitch. I'm Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence Apparition 410. Carry us up, it's carry and follow the Dense Pixels main channel as well uh, for reasons that will become apparent in the future. Uh, Carrie is still doing extra life extra live streams uh, throughout yep. the month. I did one yesterday. I'm hoping to do one, uh, another one this week. Um, I did a little Monster Hunter this Monday. Um, got my shit kicked in by Fatalis multiple times, as you do. And um, I'm hoping to do some Paradise Killer this week. I want to start a new Paradise Killer file and play through that a little bit. Um, still running extra life all month long. I will drop a link to my extra life in the discord. Um, so if you can donate to that, that would be great. I am at $246 out of my $500 goal. Um, so if you could donate to that, that would be swell. Um, don't forget about my band quick save. That's facebook.com slash quick band. Hopefully we will be having some gigs coming up soon. We'll see about that. And then the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra, which I also perform and arrange for and do all of the video production for. Um, we're having our winter concert on December 11th at 3 p.m. And that is our Made in Maryland show. And we actually have a bunch of special appearances that I will tell everyone on the show and it hasn't been announced publicly yet. Um, Grant Kirkhope's going to appear. That's really exciting. Uh, the composers from... Uh, Civ six on uh, Civ, Civ five and Civ six. Um, Jeff Nor and Roland Rizzo will be appearing. Um, we have some indie devs who are appearing, representing their games, and we have a special appearance by my good friend, voice actor Wes Johnson, on the docket for that show as well. So please tune in if you can. Very cool. Well, that is it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya. See ya.